In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm delighted that you're here today. So it's important for us as Christians to recognize and to honor the wellsprings of our faith. And a wellspring, by its very definition, is a source, and it contains something, it contains an abundant supply of something that is very good for us, something that nourishes us. A wellspring is a source of abundance that can draw us in, and it can draw us in both individually and also in community. And when it comes to wellsprings, we can gather around it, and the more we can drink from it, the more it strengthens us until those living waters overflow from within us to be of benefit to the entire world. Author theologian Kathleen Norris says that even though our season of incarnation is the shortest of all the seasons in the church year, remember it's only 12 days, uh, goes to the Feast of the Epiphany, so that's about 12 days. Uh, but she says that when it comes to our faith, that incarnation is one of those wellsprings because it is a source of what feeds us and what can nourish us. Uh, nourish us. And the way it does that is a couple of ways, that uh, incarnation gives us that ancient story. We always know that, that Mary and Joseph and, are going to show up and that the baby Jesus is going to be born, so we know that uh, we just know that is going to happen every year like clockwork. And we can gather around that story from year to year, and that gives us a connection point, a, a place to connect in where we can put our own story and our own Christmas traditions and implant it right into that ancient story. And that helps us to connect to all of Christianity and to Scripture. Um, just this morning, Larry was telling me about a, uh, an article that Bo Cox had sent him about the new research that's coming out about addictions. And that in an alcohol addiction, it's not so much that it's the craving of alcohol, uh, but it's the lack of connection that a person experiences. And so that lack of connection is uh, attempted to be filled with uh, the addictive substance, whatever that is. So incarnation, more commonly known as Christmas, has an important role in our culture, and uh, I don't mind at all that it seeps out into our secular world and uh, has an important influence there. Whether or not there is any religious element, it's out there, and that season, our sacred season, is celebrated Houses are lit up, and there are lots of festive gatherings of people. And I love the way we celebrate Christmas Eve here at the cathedral because uh, we become the gathering place for many people. We see people that we haven't seen in a while, and we see people that we, uh, that we see every week. And it's a, a grand mixture of all of that. And we have sounds, great sounds of trumpet and timpani that fill this place with glorious, beautiful singing, um, and there's a lot of activity in the narthex as people come and go. 
as glorious as all that is, and it is glorious, for me, the most memorable moment of Christmas Eve comes at the end of the service. And that's where we have the tradition of turn, turning out all the lights, and we each hold a candle. And so there in the dark, in that candlelit dark, we sing Silent Night. And it's all the activity at that moment seems to me it comes to a hush and there's a quiet in the air. And uh, it also seems that all that celebration and all the singing leads to that moment of silent night, that moment of clarity and calm. Now, if we stop to think about that, it's kind of like what happens in human birth. There's a lot of activity and preparation for the new arrival, a lot of scurrying around as the Mother goes to the place where the baby will be born. Then there's a lot of hard labor and all kinds of people gathering around to support and to help, help out with the birth. But then the baby is delivered and all of that hard work is over. All of the labor is, is over. And that new baby is given to the mother and placed on the chest of the mother and then all is still, all is quiet. It's just a perfect kind of moment there where all of the doing that happened before gives way to being there, just being in that present moment. So Christmas Day over the years has become my favorite service of the entire year, and I wouldn't miss it because for me, Christmas Day is an extension of that silent night moment. Uh, it's, it's never a huge congregation, although this is a pretty good gathering here to, this year, uh, but it's not like Christmas Eve where we have lots and lots of people. It's a few people who come here, um, and to me it's always a sense of uh, like you've gone on a long journey and then you return home, and no, no matter how wonderful that journey is, it's just good to be home. Uh, and we can have that moment of taking a new breath because new life has arrived. So today marks the 30th year that I've been here at St. Paul's for the incarnational mystery of Christmas Day. And it will be my last Christmas service, the last St. Paul's Cathedral service, which I will preside over as Canon of the Cathedral. Um, it's not only the last for me, for Scott, it's his last Christmas day as canon musician as well. Um, so for me, it has that poignancy. But it's my privilege to be here today on what is this um, such a poignant day for me personally, to be having this moment with all of you who are here. Uh, my good friend Diane Rudebach would, uh, would describe this as a threshold moment because it's the, the last day of my old life and the first day of my new life. So it's kind of the alpha and the omega. And I'm so grateful to Scott Rabb and John Williams up in the balcony on the flute, and um, they're here with us every Christmas day with the exception of the occasional snowstorm, that did interrupt a time or two, uh, and COVID was another interruption. But they're always here on Christmas Day, and they've given their music to become um, 
uh, we've done this where it, it is, becomes part of the homily, so we're going to do that again this time. So I invite you now to take a sacred moment for yourself in this beloved wellspring of faith and love and hope that we call St. Paul's Cathedral. Uh, this is a wellspring that has taken into itself the prayers of so many of the faithful who have come here well beyond a century. And I always feel that there are saints within these walls, both the saints who have gone on before to God's greater kingdom, as well as saints that live here still. And you know, they all pray for you. All those saints, they pray for you. So I invite you to take this moment to breathe yourself, to let yourself breathe into their prayers for you and enter the peace that passes all understanding. <laughs> 